Ladies and gentlemen, I know you miss me. This is the Ned and Josh podcast. Ned and Josh podcast. Ned and Josh podcast. Canberra Region Workers Compensation Specialists. Malaganis Edwards Johnson. Producer Michael's in the studio. Yes, hello. Hello. How are we? Good, very thank well, you. thank you, mate. How are you? That's good. That's good. Um, <laughs> it's just very. There was an awkward pause, and I think we all heard it. No, so no, no. Good. I think it's fine. I think it's okay. completely Move on. fine. <laughs> Let's roll along. You know, it's a Monday morning. Um, I wanted to bring to the table a harrowing story. Harrowing. Uh, har- absolutely harrowing okay. um, of always making sure that you check what's happening when you are paying by card. Okay. okay. Good call. Good, good call. Even especially when you're on a night out, you might not be thinking the most clearly. No, yep. really um, am. And you're just p- tapping and going and not looking at what you've actually yeah. paid for. This happened to a guy in the UK. He was paying for a burger after a night out. He found out much later that when he checked his bank statement, he had actually paid £666 oh my gosh. for a burger, which translates to about roughly a little over $1,000 Australian. Yeah, cool. That's... I mean, you'd want it to be pretty good. What is a Wagyu beef? Some gold flakes on it. Yeah. Some caviar. It to... looks like like your round the corner kebab shop. Yeah. Okay. From the from the photos. Yeah. I am um, pretty disappointing. <laughs> can I just say quickly with all of this? I have had this exact thing happen to me before. I've paid three hundred and eighty dollars before for a Subway. I was getting Subway oh, wow. for me and a mate. Really? It was supposed to be thirty eight dollars, yeah. and they just added a zero by accident. Yeah. Three hundred and eighty dollars. And going back in, this wasn't in Canberra. Though, this is Subway in Western Sydney. It was actually quite difficult to get that change because I didn't because I didn't take my receipt. Yeah. Because oh yeah, I need yeah, a receipt yeah. for my Subway. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, whatever. And I just walked off. And then I obviously pulled it up on my phone, showed the bank bank thing. But it's and also they like, were like, oh well, no, we can't know that that wasn't yeah. for like catering. And I'm like. Have you had a catering order yeah, today? And they're like, yeah. no. And I'm like, well, that go. should yeah. be a dead giveaway, shouldn't it? And they're like, we don't know it's this store. And I'm yeah. like, okay, well, that excuse would be better. But still, yeah. somebody's <laughs> charged me $400 for Subway. Yeah. <laughs> I have been on the other end of this. Oh, really? Like at Gloria Jeans, when I worked at the coffee shop, you would have to like, that. Have, have the F-plus machine where you, you don't just go like, Beep, boop, 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 and it comes up on the well, that's how machine. this always happens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like when someone enters that in, and I did it to someone once, and I charged them like, like you said, like three hundred dollars or four hundred dollars for a coffee, and then I was also like, I don't know how. I'm like 16 or 17. I don't know how to put... The refund. I don't know how to refund you They don't like to show the teenage employees how to do that because it's so easy. It's so easy. And you just start taking money from the company. So this person was like, whoa, I want my money back. Yeah. And I was like, whoa... I'm sort of like the only one here, so... I sort of don't know how to do that. Do you mind waiting for three hours until my manager gets here and then I'll ask them to figure it out for you? How nervous I would be in problem solving in that exact moment. I'd probably, because I also know the glory. There's a bank across the road. I'd probably run over and just withdraw my own money. And like, my manager will sort it out with me, but I need to sort it out with you right now. Why don't you just come to the store? I'm going to go and withdraw some money from my own account. Why don't you come back into the back room and you take however much you think $300 (laughs) worth of beans is? I'm not even going to tell you. Beans, that's all I have. You can take milk and beans, please. <laughs> I'll let you have as much as you want. Just don't tell my boss, please. 131060 is the number to call right now. I want to hear more stories about this. So what we, we're sort of hovering at the $300 mark yes. in this studio. When did you accidentally have somebody enter the wrong amount into your FPOS machine and you just tapped yeah, and how got much on with charge? your life? Like how much did you accidentally yeah. agree to pay on FPOS because somebody made a bit of a mistake? Yeah, exactly And you were right. like, oh, well, got to go fix that now. I mean, yeah. usually it always gets <laughs> fixed and it's 
always fine. You can usually clear it up. But 13, 10, 60, I'd love to know this morning if we can do a bit better than the money we're talking about here. Well, I guess by definition, do a bit worse than the money we're talking about here. 13, <laughs> yeah. 10, 60, how much did you accidentally get charged an FBOS machine? We want to know on 13, 10, 60, when has an FBOS machine completely and totally uh, had a user operator error and you've been charged like $400 for something that was $4? I would love to see it if it was an FBOS related and you just accidentally handed over $400 in cash and they went, hang on, wait, wait, wait a minute. I'm only buying a soda here. What's going on? <laughs> that's more on you, yeah, I think. Yeah, that's way um, more on you. Caroline's on the line from Macquarie. How are you this morning, Caroline? Very well, thank you. Oh, fantastic to hear. Now, when does this happen to you? Uh, in December at my brother-in-law's 50th birthday party. Yep. Well, it wasn't me. It was actually a friend. Uh, they they capped the free bar to $7,500. Yeah. And my friend was the first person to go up and buy herself a drink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They charged her $7,500 for a glass of wine. <laughs> $7,500. <laughs> so technically yeah, they just... And unfortunately for her, she was the only person out of 140 people oh, in the room. Oh, that's so funny. That would have had seven and a half thousand. Yeah. You can just tell what's happened here. Somebody on the first day has typed in the whole bar tab yeah. rather than taking away from the bar yeah. tab. Or oh. $7.50 and yeah. they've just oh, done it twice. That is brutal. Oh, my God. Did we get resolved pretty quickly or? Yeah, thankfully it was sorted. Yeah, thankfully. I mean, like, you do. Yeah. dropped. It was pretty hilarious. Yeah, no, it is thankful that it was fixed as well because, we, you know, COVID's behind us, but 150 people showing one glass of wine, that's, yeah. that's not good for that's anyone. Not anyone. That's, that's not ideal. ideal. <laughs> Ned. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've heard in the news with Lewis this morning. Big day. Big day, is it? Big day, first day of school for a whole bunch of excited... Oh, 30 to 70-year-olds. Pretty bizarre. As they go back to the first day of Parliament. It's the 6th of February. It's the 6th of February. We're a full month into the year. It's the 6th of February. And I'm pretty sure the last day of Parliament is in, like, October. So, like, (laughs) must be nice. That's hyperbole. But the point is... The rest, you guys, I'm, I'm probably talking to some staffers. I may even be talking to some parliamentarians right now. You guys got to know how stupid this looks yeah. from the outside. Yes, correct. Like, I understand that I've been seeing politicians on TV, which means that they have been working. They've been doing things maybe in their local constituency. Albo, he's been yeah. running all around the country, talking about big crises yeah. and this and that. And he all never that. turns I, off. I get it. Yeah. But to the rest of us, hearing a statement like first day of parliament today yeah. on the 6th of February sounds crazy. Yeah, sounds like, how do I get that job? Yeah, winning a popularity contest, maybe that's how they justify it. It's like, well, if you didn't want me here, then you shouldn't have voted for yeah. me. And now that I am here, I will be you're taking not look four in, months off. If you're not going to look into the work I actually yeah. do when I'm not sitting in parliament, yeah. then that's you, on you. That's on you. And I get that. Yeah. I get that is on me. I'm sure there's lots of work that goes into it that I don't see and I don't understand. Yeah. But we've got to rework the terminology around today's the first day of Parliament. Would you be more willing... Do it like a financial year, maybe. Yeah. Like, you know, like the parliamentary year kind of ends in June. Yeah. So no one really understands when you're there make or it when more you're complicated. not. Yeah, make it more complicated. Because saying this is the first one for the year is... Uh, annoying to hear. It's very confusing. Very annoying that the kids are already back at school and they're only going back now. Would you be more on board with them taking this much time off work slash school? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if much like at school, we have referred to like members of parliament as like, I guess, country prefects. 
Oh, like, or like and the SRC. Oh, yeah, the country, okay. The country yeah, yeah, yeah. SRC. Yep. They had to walk around in like little blazers like they're you had to do in high captain. schools and then yep. they were out. <laughs> Congratulations, you're the town captain. I'm my suburb's captain. Essentially, if we just made them like house captains of school, I feel like that would be a lot yeah, more. Yeah, I'd be okay with them I'd starting port, yes. on the 6th of February. If they had to do that, I'd be totally yeah. fine. You know the funny thing about that is yeah. we kind of do make mayors do that. Have oh, you seen course. the jewellery that mayors have to wear? Like their official chains? I went to my it's sister's... like the ultimate yeah. SRC badge. I went to my sister's graduation in December last year and the mayor of Launceston was there. <laughs> he looked like he just discovered spices on <laughs> in the Caribbean or something. I'm like, why are you dressed he like looks that? like a king from yeah. a Disney movie. Why he looks like you... the sword and the stone still happening somewhere. And he somewhere. didn't even speak. Yeah. He just showed up dressed like a clown and then went home. It was yeah. so bizarre. Now, I'll say, to be honest, the little blazers and the badges yeah. thing, I'm, I'm on board for yeah, that. Yeah, let's and bring then, it back. And you could start on the 6th of March for all I care. That'll be hilarious. <laughs> Josh, I uh, love it when the universe teaches someone a lesson and you kind of get to just watch it because then that means you're not the bad guy but also you, what you wanted to have happen has happened. Yes. Like if there's kids running around and you're like, don't run or you'll fall over and then they're like, whatever. And then they're running around and they fall over anyway and you're like, you can just go up and go, ah, oh, it's all right, but hopefully we've learned something from that. Hopefully you've learned your lesson. Yes. So you get to essentially hide behind the universe and karma and all that. Uh, this exact thing happened to my dog Lenny over the weekend in the funniest way. So I take him for a walk around my house. There's a bunch of magpies all around where I live. They sit up in trees, but sometimes obviously they'll come down and I don't know, try and find seeds or worms or whatever they eat. Um, so they're on the ground sometimes. Lenny doesn't really have a massive problem with them unless they look like they're about to take off. Because he's like, I don't care if you're just on the ground, like, whatever. But he's like, if it looks like we're about to do chases or it looks like it's going to be hard for me to catch you, then it, it's game time. Let's go. Yeah. So there's a bunch of magpies on the ground. I'm walking in past them. And I try to get him to just stay in his own lane as much as possible. Don't run up to people. Don't bark at people. Don't bark at other animals. Just stay in your own lane. You and I going for a walk. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Uh, run straight up to these magpies. And they don't fully fly away because I think they were pretty confident, but they did like a, a, a big jump. You know when they jump and they flap once to give themselves like almost like a double jump? So they're like, oh, oh yeah. no, okay, we're okay. Starts barking at them again and they're getting very agitated and they're doing like a bit of a, like a whoa, whoa, yeah, back yeah. at him. So it's a bit of back and forth and I'm like, oh, get out of it. Walk him up to the tree that I'm guessing they all just flew out of because it was like shaded or whatever. He starts sniffing around the tree immediately gets pooed on by one of the magpies that's up in the tree. Good. I'm like, this, good. Is, this yep. is what you yep. get. Yep, good. Leave birds alone. Yep, they're not you're, doing anything to you. You're never going to be able to catch them because they can go vertical. Yep. They're not just bound to be on the ground. They can go wherever they want. So don't bark at them. Perfect. I don't think he's going to learn a lesson from it because it's quite hard to teach dogs moral lessons. It's also hard to teach an animal that eats poo what that was that yeah. just happened to it. It no, doesn't care. I could tell... I you was, thought he was humiliated? You I, could see a look on his face? He, I don't think he was humiliated because I don't think he felt shame, but he was like, yeah, this wasn't good. He's like, damn it. He's like, I could poo on me now. <laughs> this wasn't how this was meant to go. He hit him on the back of the neck, so it was yeah. just enough that he could, like, turn his... He, could, he wasn't licking it, thank God. Yeah, but he, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. just got, like, one of the poo bags and just wiped him down. But he, like, sm smelt it and looked at me like... 
Oh, they got the last laugh there, didn't they? Damn it, I guess Let's I'll, never speak of this again. I'll be leaving birds alone from here yeah, on out. Yeah, yeah. And also, he's black and white, and magpies are black and white. So I'm like, you guys should be a united front. Yeah. Look after one another. Yeah. They're like bird lennies, and you're like a dog magpie. Yeah. Just look after each other. If this was like a Star Wars style situation, yeah. you guys would be the same. You would just be the tank version of the magpie. Exactly like this right. is, You would all be the same thing. It yeah. looks like someone from Disney drew you both of you in the 30s. Yeah. And you both are just in black and white. Yeah. Fantastic. Get along. And also, be friends with Betty Boop if yeah. you ever see her. You're all going to be in black and white. Steer a boat or yeah, something. Yeah. Whatever the kid <laughs> I don't know. This went down a weird tangent. <laughs> we had an absolutely fantastic Saturday night down at Googong. It was so much fun. Goog Fest. It was absolutely brilliant. Uh, Joe Camilleri in the Black Sorrows. Holy crap. Can that can that entire outfit go? But more specifically, Joe. Joe He's did 74 absolute, years yeah. of age. I couldn't do what he did uh, now and exactly. I'm 31. Like he, he was, was getting dancing. up dancing. He was playing the saxophone, singing. I wa- I ran from my outside area up to like where my apartment is, which is like not even a flight of stairs. It's like half a flight of stairs. And I got up and I was like, <sighs> that was yesterday. Yep. I watched Joe go from singing to dancing to playing the saxophone to singing to dancing to saxophone again. We were the first. It people, was wild. We were the first people he saw when he got off stage because the fireworks had sort of started. Yeah. And he came down the little stairs yeah, yeah. next to the stage and he was like, "Oh, fellas!" And I was expecting him to be like, "Oh, oh Jesus Christ!" Oh, someone it give like, me a walk. It was literally <laughs> like he just walked to the yeah, fridge. It was like he like, was fine. Yeah. It's it amazing. Like, go get a beer. Is <laughs> the ultimate example of use lose it or use it. Yeah, no, use it or lose it. Like he he will live forever because he's just. Exactly. He's obviously, right. uh, using it all in such a great way. But the the thing I really want to say here, Ned, is I was very, very petty on Saturday night mm. in a way that no one up until this exact moment is was aware of, is aware of. Yeah, I didn't even tell you this. My friend Oscar went to the Red Hot Chili Peppers in Sydney on Saturday night. Very now, cool. I absolutely knew we were doing Goog Fest six months out, yeah. and I very nearly was trying to go to the Red Hot Chili Peppers on Friday night and yeah. then come here for Goog Fest because I'm a big fan of the Chili Peppers, but I was certainly never ever upset that I had to go to Goog Fest. No, I was no, like, no, no. I, but I was trying to make the weekend work and it just didn't work. Yeah. Oscar, however, uh, his girlfriend works for a company that had like a corporate suite and they had so so not only did he go, but he went with like platters and free beer. Oscar was going to meet Anthony Kiedis. Absolutely incredible opportunities to just sit back in comfort and watch the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And Post Malone as well. Post Malone as well. He was loving it and sending through nonstop videos of like just... Yeah. Just getting the videos and sitting there going, oh, you son of a... And, and he was like, I was like, you enjoy making me jealous, don't you? And he said, I need it like I need oxygen. Wow. That's what he tweet, uh, That's what he texts back to me. Yeah. He was like, I need it like I need oxygen. I mean, that's cute between you guys. And I was like, I'm going to Disney World in like a couple of months. Yeah. This will be given back to you in reverse. You don't so. want to do a tete-la-tete to making people jealous because it's like eventually someone will actually genuinely be hurt and then it's game over. But I did. Okay, good. I did do a tete-la-tete. Of course you did. But like more like a bully would. Yeah. My parents are massive Black Sorrows fans. Yeah. And I was side of stage and I was sending them. My dad was texting back, oh, lucky boy. Mum was like, oh, that's so cool. So I was getting my frustration out. 
by making my parents jealous in a chain of jealousy that is probably the most disgraceful, petty thing I think I've ever heard, I've ever been a part of or ever instigated. I would agree because they had nothing to send they back to you. They didn't do anything wrong. It's not wrong. like they were at the yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers. You were essentially just punching down to someone who has nothing. They weren't like, oh, but yeah, we're doing this. We're at a festival as well. It's like, no, 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 no. We're just at home, bored on a Saturday. Great. I Have don't fun. Th- I don't think I was bullying my parents, but it is the definition. I was doing something mean to make myself fight. feel better. Yeah. Like, for no You're reason. putting others down to make yourself feel better. Oh, my yeah. God. I just... How good were the Black Sorrows, yeah, though? They really, really, they good, really yeah. were. That's that's the takeaway message from this. Not that I'm a horrible son and questionable human yeah. being. That, do not take that message away from this. <laughs> the Black Sorrows were fantastic. <laughs> Josh, you know in movies, like sport movies like Air Bud or uh, Stuart Little or really any movie that involves any kind of sport where something out, uh, like insane happens where yeah. they let a dog on the basketball team and the referees are essentially just like, I might not be orthodox, but it's just so inspiring. We're going to let them a quick play question? through. Yeah. And I really don't want this to be what this sure. is about. No, no, no. Do you... What what sport movie do you think Stuart Little is? Um, no, 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 but he plays soccer in that movie. And he also does yacht racing. I yeah, understand yeah. these are going to be the things you were going to yeah. say, but would you say this is holistically say, a sport movie like Air Bud? Because no. I don't think it is. No, 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 I'm not saying it's a sport yeah. movie. I was using the example, and you clearly were aware of it because yeah, you, no, I understood. Uh, uh, you understood what I, understood. I meant. I'm saying he plays soccer in that, and he is half the size you of said the ball that he's movie. playing with. <laughs> so sport. I was very, very confused when I saw that as a child, especially his idiot parents who were like, oh, let's just Essentially, put this. He could get crushed left, by the main implement that is the game. Not many games at, for human beings involve essentially running around a inflatable boulder that, yep. that could kill you. Oh well, the only other thing I'd compare it to, and once again, Harry Potter's not a sports movie, but yeah. Quidditch is insanely dangerous. It's so dangerous. Just allow a bunch of kids play a game where you could get knocked out and fall yeah. like a hundred meters. Not a thing we would probably ever do. Hey, they do make his like. Well, I remember thinking that, and then I remember seeing the scene where like Harry falls off and shatters his arm. Or whatever, and then they just turn him into jelly, and I'm like, I, I guess you probably wouldn't care about our health and safety if you were a wizard. You'd just be like, we'll fix it. Like, invisible net. Exactly. It's a real problem I have with any kind of magic movie. I'm like, just, just magic it. it. Yeah. Just magic the just problem fix away. It up. Yeah. Um, anyway, so a basketball coach in Virginia has not been as lucky as Stuart Little or the Bud from Air Bud. Um, she is 22 years old. She's the assistant coach for a junior varsity girls basketball team in Virginia. They were down a player. And so this person, by the way, they're, all of these other girls are like 13 years old. 13. Or no, sorry, 14 to 15. So yeah. children. Um, this assistant coach has decided, I'll just put on a jersey, get out there. I'll play myself. Do a little bit of Billy yeah, Madison. Okay. Just I'll to get the numbers up. Pretend I'm one of the gals. I'm more one of the 13-year-old yeah. gals. The coach will know that the uh, referee's immediately seen it and has gone... Well, actually, I think she played a little bit because there's a bunch of photos of her actually, like, shooting and defending and stuff. But the referee was pretty quick. Like, you're an adult. Mm -hmm. Your entire team's disqualified for the competition. The entire team's disqualified from the competition. So they're not allowed to play again. They were immediately disqualified. They had to forego the rest of the seasons and not play any more games. This is the real world, by the way. How quickly, how quickly, and I don't know this person's name, but how quickly does the fictional, let's just say, Miss Jenkins go from being the hero that saved the day so they could play to the ultimate villain? Yeah. So, yay, we've got the numbers. Yay. Oh, my God, we've been disqualified from the whole competition. It'd be very similar to be like, oh, my God, you guys see where 
we're playing against a mouse today, and then halfway through the game, it's like, I'm pretty sure I stepped on that mouse, I guys. I stepped on it and killed that mouse. And if I went step on it, I stepped on it, if that didn't kill it, I also kicked a ball through it. So, like, <laughs> there's no way that mouse is alive. And their parents are but here. But really, Dr. House is yeah. to blame here. He's yeah. a doctor. Why does he think... When you were his, putting on shoes son, that were <laughs> smaller than your fingernail, what did you think was going to happen? He's a mouse! Get him out of here! Don't let him play soccer! Unless it's with a bouncy ball. Josh, Canadian specialists. I uh, don't know why they're not calling them scientists because they just certainly seem like they're doing scientists. I also like don't know why scientists. you said that, like they're spies or something. Canadian like, specialists. Canadian specialists. Well, it's a specialist from, Cana- uh, from Canada. Canada. <laughs> Canada. Uh, I've discovered something pretty upsetting about sitting in traffic. Now, sitting in traffic is, it'll test your patience. It will. You really have to be on top of it, but also you just want to switch your brain off. I remember on Saturday afternoon, maybe about a month ago, um, I was going from north side where I live to south side where my girlfriend friend lives yeah. and on the GDE there was uh traffic for about 15 minutes yeah and I was like oh my god there's been something a terrible car accident yeah, yeah. something's going on so we're all slowed to a crawl we're crawling crawling the cars start to speed up gradually I'm like okay we must be nearly past it I sort of thought oh I don't know if I want to see this this is obviously a horrific accident like to be yeah. slowing everything down two guys weeding like doing yeah. weed spraying yeah. next to, I was like what? Don't need this, guys. Middle of a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, that's it. I'm one of Canberra's main thoroughfares, and we're slowing down like this for two guys. And the worst part is... some weeds. The worst part is those two guys out there would be like, this is... Du- I don't want to be doing this on a Saturday yeah, afternoon either. Also, I also don't need this much yeah. of a bubble, guys. I'm okay. Let's all just chill out. Um, but other than, like, having to be patient, these Canadian specialists have put together like a study that. <laughs> that says that sitting in traffic for just two hours could actually inc- uh, like cause brain damage. Okay, so that's a fairly hectic... From the fumes and, like, oh. sitting around diesel, like, just flowing oh. around. Like, apparently the fumes of sitting in a highly concentrated area where there's lots of fumes and stuff, after two hours, they actually can start to affect your brain. Can I Not ask a question? a huge did, way, Did but the scientists use the word fumes as many times as you've used no. them? Or did they vary the words up? Did they, they maybe use, used. like, terms like carbon dioxide? Yeah. And, you know, that, that sort of engine emissions? Or did they just say they did fumes some, well, again, they said, again and again? A new study reveals how breathing in diesel. <laughs> so I just don't they're get being to, even vaguer. I guess if you're in traffic for two hours, even the air air recycling part of the car, that becomes a problem. Yeah, because you're, you're not getting fresh air. Then, at a certain you? point, it's like, what's it recycling? It's got to recycle something new. Who in 2023 yeah. is literally sitting in traffic for two hours? That's though? what I mean. It's, it's, well, that's confusing because even if you're in Sydney or something, if that was your commute, you'd take public transport. Oh, you'd, you'd be figure like, something this out. This isn't workable. I can't sit in traffic for two hours every day. And that's like LA hours. Yeah, if yeah, I was yeah, sitting, yeah. that's it. Because it's not even like you commute to work. Some people, yeah, okay, great. You live in Wollongong and you will drive to Canberra for work. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about literally sitting in traffic for two hours. Two hours. Yeah, no. Nah, if that was your life, you just quit. You work. You you work from home. You yeah. do something. You'd be else. Like, I need a I need a new job. I'm this losing four hours a day <laughs> just sitting in traffic on the yeah. way there and on the yeah. way back. Or I'd take up piano lessons and get a little keyboard and put them yeah. in my thing. Which that, probably the, the pile up caused by that yeah. would cause <laughs> three hour traffic delay. So you'd be the problem then. <laughs> Now, Ned, I yesterday was also on the streets of the ACT going for a bit of a drive. Um, I was driving back towards Gungahlin and mm. 
Something happened. Now, this is probably indicative of why road safety is so important because I'm pretty sure I was driving safely. But I think I think what happened was I merged and didn't check my blind spot. Right, okay. And I think there was a guy behind me in my blind like spot. Like a little bit close. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I didn't I didn't even register that that happened. Yeah. And that's how these things happen. If you stop paying attention for even a millisecond, yeah. like very, very important that everyone's totally aware of what they're doing. Very big behind that message at the moment. So, yes, I, I, I'm vigilant. willing to accept that, yeah, I probably maybe did drop the ball for a millisecond there. Sure. But obviously everything ended up okay. There was enough of a gap. The guy slowed down. He obviously drove expertly to the conditions, uh, but wasn't happy about it. He was not happy about it. The only... And by the way, this is a hypothetical because I, I'll, if that's not what happened, I don't know what this guy was mad at. Yeah. I didn't see him behind me, didn't see him in my blind spot. And that's a, usually when someone's in your blind spot and you merge, you see them in your rear view mirror straight away. Yeah, you're like, oh my like, God. That, that was close. And I did check the rear view and didn't yeah. see anyone. But so I, yeah. if it wasn't that, I don't know what this guy's problem was. But he drove up next to me, like got even with me on, on the driver's side, on the left side, and just was like level to the point where I looked over to the side... And he started pointing down. And I was like, oh, God, what's what's happening? Like, Carrie's um, youngest son's kid seat's in the back of the car, and it's got, like, a weird little clip on it. And sometimes yeah. that sticks out the, the car flap, and flaps. Yeah, yeah. And I thought maybe that's what he was trying to tell me. Yeah. But then I realized he was angry. And I was yeah. like, oh. And that's when I started to do the blind spot thing in my head. Yeah. And I was like, what's he angry? Oh, he's telling me to wind down my window. Yes. And then I sort of looked at him and sort of just kept looking, looked back at the road, looked back at him, and he flips me the bird. Like, just puts up the middle finger. Yeah, I'm like, well, got you good. He's really not happy. That's, yeah. I feel bad about that, but I, I, I'm not 100% sure what I even did. Yeah. So that's probably not good, but yeah. also I feel bad. I wish I could. I don't know what's going on. I wish I could apologize. Tell you what I'm not going to do. Yeah. Wind down my own window to participate in my own abuse. Yeah, like, that yeah, is yeah. not something I'm going to do. And it's the weirdest thing we try to get people to do when yeah. we're experiencing road rage. Because it's not the first time I've seen this where someone's like, wind your window down. Yeah. You bloody murder. Uh, yeah, it's like, yeah. why, why, do, why does anyone ever wind their window down? Like, why does that happen? Sort of like if you get a message request on some kind of social media and you can see the message and it's like someone going off at you. It's if like, you accept that, then you decline. know what you're going into. Yeah, that's that's it. A, yeah. The closest, I, so I've never really, I've seen people say like the wind down the windows. Yeah. The thing I enjoy doing, which is probably not good or smart, but it's not dangerous. It's just probably, I just shouldn't be this antagonistic to strangers. Oh, I know street. what you're about to say. Yeah. And I love good. it. This isn't good. As much as I understand. This isn't good because yeah. your car is not reliable. No. If your car stops, I'm done. This That's is antagonistic enough that yeah. someone might pull over and try and fight you. So as much as I understand it's not the right thing that I should be doing, th- how much I understand that is how much I enjoy doing it. So I'm not going to stop. No, no. But essentially, if someone's... I don't know how to even tell people this. People won't listen to this show anymore. It's that much of a dick move. If ever, If someone... I only do it. Okay, here's the thing. I only do it if somebody's carrying on. Yeah, like, okay. So if I've done being, something, it's almost unsafe yeah. with the level of road rage they're expressing. Like for example, I was driving up and there was roadworks yesterday, uh, mm. and I had to merge. And I went up the front and I didn't realize I was going to have to merge. And I was like, I put my hand out the window. I was like, I'm so sorry. I did the scumbag thing where I've essentially jumped yeah, to the front and then yeah. I had to merge. It's not that. But if I do something and someone gets very upset and they're like yelling at me and I can see them mad, I can already see them mad. I hit them with a. The best way to describe it is like a. Oh, did him so. Oh, 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 poor you. <laughs> I do like the cry, like. Oh, oh, oh. So if you ever hear about something really yeah. bad happening to Ned, yeah, so we I now can, know how it happened. Yeah, right? This is absolutely I it on myself, how it happened. Yeah. <laughs> Ned. Are you seeing this story that I'm seeing right About now? About the quals? Yeah. yeah. God, what a way to go out. Yeah. As a species as well, I mean. So on the Sunshine Coast, uh, there's some researchers that have discovered that the uh, male northern quoll 
Um, it's a little tiny. It looks like a little possum. I love quolls. They're quolls super popular. Well, not popular, but common in Tasmania. Yeah, you see very quolls cute. everywhere. They're very, very cute. They're Ooh. like a spotted rat that looks more like a rat mixed with a possum. But then yeah. it's a bit like I don't know. It's like a rat possum weasel ferret sort of thing. In mind, it's like a. It's like a. It's literally like a Pokemon. Yeah. And the great news here is for the quolls, their numbers are rising. The bad news is the male quolls are literally mating so much that they're not sleeping properly. Yeah. And it's actually killing them. Too much sex, not enough sleep they're for the literally, quolls. That's the headline. Yeah. God, they're literally... Oh, my God. Yeah. How do you, as an animal, yep. have the awareness... That you're in trouble as a species, so you need to get yeah. to the to the to the. It's like we need to figure it out. We need to get to business. Yeah, but then not enough awareness to go. I also need to sleep. Yeah. God, I'm tired. Yeah, I also need yeah. to preserve my own. Well, maybe self. this is what it is. Maybe these are like the. The sacrificial few who are like, we need to just get the job done. We need to have as many babies as possible. There's work to be done, so no time for sleeping. We just need to save the population. Yeah, then we can rest. There'll be so like this. I'm imagining quolls in two generations' time will be told off by their quoll grandparents of like, you don't know how hard I got it. Mm. I was bumming uglies all through the night yep. to save this species, and now look at you. You don't even have a girlfriend, and you're 15 quarrel years old. Your, your uncle Jerry was dead by now. Yeah, that's because he had that. <laughs> Much he'd done that much for our species yeah. that he died. Exactly, uh, yeah. Uncle John, he was bumping uglies. He didn't sleep for the first five years of his life. He was How crazy. Is that he has seventeen thousand yeah. quoll children? Yeah, exactly. Be more like him. You're just sitting around doing nothing, living up in trees, eating bugs and stuff. I need more from you. The quoll man was dehydrated. Yeah. He was sleep You're on deprived. Quoll TikTok all the time, all day. You don't even have a quoll job. When are you going to move out of the tree? Imagine. You um, call mother and I am sick of it. <laughs> We're sick and tired. We're oh, by gonna... the way, that's one of 25 qual mothers yeah. that I also <laughs> spend time with. But you know what? Yeah. This lecture is about this family. That's it. The teenage calls like, you can't lecture me. You've got 17 other kids <laughs> with other people as well. <laughs> God, what a dysfunctional qual family what this is. What a mess this is. Ugh. I do like Dog the fact... they got a qual Jerry. The qual statues and monuments to their heroes of their species, though, yeah. are all just going to be massive, massive... Oh. Massive qual... Lotharios. Uh, Lotharios. <laughs> Imagine if that was our, our situation. The, the thing here is, for yeah. me... The quolls need to clean their act up just a little just bit. Just have some sleep. Just have some sleep, Just go to guys. bed early. Yeah, just enjoy a little bit of a nap. Yeah. I mean, they also are nocturnal, so I guess they're also sleeping through the day. Maybe that's kind of it as well. Again, I don't know anything about this. Wake other up than they just having too much day, sex. Midday, <laughs> make more quolls, and then you'll be so tired because it's the middle of the day. Yeah. You're straight back to sleep. Great idea. <laughs> Ned, yes. Uh, there is a button at the moment that you can push, and the, I, I've not researched this at all, yeah, apart okay. from the Instagram ads that I've seen. Yeah. And that, to me, if an ad can't succinctly explain what something is while you're looking, yeah, well, maybe, maybe Back I to should. The drawing board. That's what I'm saying. There is an, a button you can push yeah. that goes on your fridge. That's just a giant VB logo, yep. and then apparently the team from Jimmy Brings will bring you VB at the push of that button. So it's an alcohol delivery company. They bring you grog. Yeah. Uh, apparently, you push the VB button, they bring the VB. Right. Um, uh, does it have a SIM card in it? Yeah. Does it get? Does it log on to Wi-Fi? Yeah, what's like, the GPS? How does the button work? Yeah. Anyway, that doesn't matter because it's cool. It's just a V. It looks like the tap, the top of a tap badge yeah, that you yeah. get in a pub. For yeah, these. So it's like, cool to have on your fridge. Push it and then they'll bring you a slab of VB. 
Can your kid just keep tapping it yes, on the fridge? And, I would imagine and so. You get six hundred VBs delivered. Yep. Like what? Is you, that how? Is there only so many a day you can? I do? would imagine so. I would hope so. I would set myself a limit of one a day because it's like I don't want. To, there's nothing that's happening in my life where I'll need multiple slabs of VB a day. Like I like VB, but if I'm going through a slab and then in a day I'm like, this isn't enough. I want more. I would imagine it would have to max out at one a day. I think the interesting thing for me here is that uh, I I can't understand how it can work. Yeah. Right. But I can immediately see about a hundred problems with it. Yeah, of course, you've already brought a very, very good one to the table, which I think is indicative of an amazingly talented salesperson in the boardroom yeah. to get this off the ground. Yeah, and whoever that is might be, might be the Glen Gary Glen Ross of Australia. Just like, a whiz, just amazing at being able to sell things. Yeah. Like a marketing whiz, somebody who could sit. Like, because I would imagine there'd be a lot of naysayers yeah. like me in the boardroom going, "Yeah, but what if the dog keeps bumping yeah, it yeah. with its nose? Or and if then it's all on your fridge, what if you, every time you open your fridge, you don't realize it's knocking it, it's hitting the wall, yeah, and then yeah. you're ordering VBs every time you open slabs on the way? What is going on? Yeah, and this person has managed to overcome that and get this idea out to market. Yeah. Apparently, you push the button, it plays a little VB tune. The dun, 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 yep. Yeah, okay, that's pretty good. This is what I mean. This is also why it's dangerous. I love that sound. I think it's great. I think it's a very iconic Australian sound. Uh, I would just go around pushing it just to hear it. Ah, uh, what? Oh, okay. So you, you you tap the button, yeah, and it adds it to the cart on your app. Oh, that's and not then as you fun. have to push. You know what's so funny though? No, now no, they've they... gotten rid of that feature. I don't think it's as good anymore. Even though we were just pointing out all the problems with it, I don't think the product's as good. Literally, now. just an extra step yeah. to ordering the VB. It does yeah. play the, it does play the tune though. Dun, 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 I would just dun, press dun, it and then dun, delete them out yeah, of my wood too, yeah. as well. I think that's right. <laughs> I just have a little theme song walking around my house. The only place I think this is relevant, and anybody who has lined up when uh, a bar has maybe, because of obviously COVID, they had to let some of their workforce go. Yeah. Anyone who's lined up for a drink with a new bartender, yeah. I think the great news here would be this button should just be in pubs. Yeah, absolutely. You can just push it, bum, push bum, it at your bum, table. Bum. And the bartender's like, thank you, now I don't have to talk to you, I know exactly what I need to do. <laughs> Josh, Austin Butler is trying to win himself an Oscar at the moment. Uh, he's been nominated for one for Elvis. I'd say he's already done the trying. Well, he already did the movie. No, but now he's like going on the promotion circuit where he goes, hey, don't forget about you me. You actually have to campaign. You a do bit, don't very yeah, much have to campaign yeah. for it. So he's gone on Graham Norton, which I would say wrong country if you're trying to win an Oscar, but that's His Oscar voters in Britain. I they? guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. But he's essentially just gone on Graham Norton, being charming, being lovely, uh, asking him how what it was like. Because obviously Austin Butler... Um, Great actor, but he's not been in heaps of stuff yet. Yeah. So, you know, like, what was it like? And how's Tom Hanks? And what's everything like? He said, when I got the part, I went to Baz Luhrmann's house in Australia. Um, it was, like, down on a river. We were just chilling. Um, he's like, I got to his house, and him and Tom Hanks were just, like, down by this river. Yep. He gets down there, and Tom Hanks is like, oh, mate, like, <laughs> I don't think Tom oh, Hanks... Oh, g'day, Cobble. What's going on, champion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. pull up a yeah. stool, mate. <laughs> Famous actor Tom yeah. Hanks. That's how he sounds, obviously. He said, well, what he actually said was, oh, my boy, give me a hug. And he gave oh, him a big bear yeah. hug. And Baz, good on Baz. Well, actually, no, not good on Baz. Baz essentially... I, that was a quick 180. It should have been the third wheel. I initially was like, this is kind of nice. But now the more I think about it, I was like, not really. He was like, I will give you guys some time. He's like, you guys need a bond. You're about to be in this movie oh, together. Yeah, he's going to be a He should have been the conduit. He should have yeah. been like, he's not the third wheel. He's like the people introducing two yeah. friends to get to start dating or whatever. So don't go anywhere. But yeah, no, anyway, he left and was like, I'm going to leave you guys to it. 
Uh, Austin Butler's obviously freaking out because he's about to act alongside Tom Hanks, which I'd imagine would freak you out. Um, and Tom Hanks goes, well, he says to Tom Hanks, like, how are you doing? Like, how are you feeling? And he goes, like, I've... He goes, I was in the studio earlier today and I was choosing which doors I was going to throw out, throw up outside of for the first couple so of Tom weeks. Tom Hanks was saying he was that nervous. And Austin Butler's like, you nervous? And he goes, oh, I'm so nervous. Like, I'm terrified. And then they were both like kind of, that's they became friends because they were both terrified. He was like, I'm about to p- p- portray like a villain. I've not really done that. Austin Butler's like, yeah, look, I've not really been the lead of a movie. So they bonded over that. That would have been lovely. That would have been so nice. Like knowing you had a partner going to this movie. Austin Butler is nominated for an Oscar and Tom Hanks is one nominated for one of the worst performances of the year this year for so his razzy, role. Yeah. yeah, he got a Razzie for his... Tom was probably right to be yeah. nervous. Um, it I... does just suck when you... It's like we're a part of this movie, we're a team, we're an ensemble cast and then it's like, one no, 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 one the... of you was great, one of you were awful. One's the best yeah. and one's the worst. And it's yeah. how strange is that the worst one is Tom Hanks. Can I just say quickly too, um, I think... There is no world where if I'm Austin Butler yeah. and I'm about to play Elvis, yeah. I want to hear how scared two-time Oscar winner yeah. Tom Hanks is He's like, about having to play a guy no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm about to play Elvis yeah. Presley, someone everyone has in their mind, crystal clear, yeah, ready to yeah. go, and you're going to play his manager yeah. that maybe like diehard Elvis yeah. fans kind of know. Just like, a guy. Just a guy. <laughs> Shut up, Tom. That was the Ned and Josh podcast. Canberra Region Workers Compensation Specialists. Malaganis Edwards-Johnson. Canberra's Hit 104.7. Oh, 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 oh,